Hello and a very warm welcome to you, our dear listener. This is the new live program coming to you live from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. We have a great show lined up for you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Eric Kevuti. We are more than glad that you tuned in. Today, Emmanuel Sando will be talking about constipation and gas during the health talk. Then later on, Obed Soiri will join us in the Bible segment with the topic, When Jesus Stands. But first, let's get the song Sikwambaye Yesu Alifufuka by Golden Gate Choir. Stay tuned. Oh, 
Viongozi wote na makuha Yesu Kamwa Yesu Viongozi wote na makuha Yesu Kamwa Yesu Viongozi wote na makuha Yesu Kamwa Yesu Viongozi wote na makuha Yesu Welcome back dear listener. You're listening to the New Life program. Here comes Emmanuel Sande with more on constipation and gas. Remember, health is wealth. Stay tuned and be on the know. Hello and welcome to our health slots. In our program today, we are going to talk about the causes of constipation and gas as well as their remedies. Constipation can be caused by low residue foods, meat, milk, eggs, cheese, and white foods. Eating hurriedly and having a tense lifestyle can lead to constipation. Also, overeating or undereating and poor posture can be a major factor in the causing of constipation. Other causes of constipation include inadequate water, shallow breathing, too little exercise, skipping breakfast, ignoring the urge to eliminate and constricting clothing. If you want to be on the safe side, take 1 to 4 tablespoons of bran daily. Use only whole grain breads, cereals, and pastas. Use plenty of raw fruits and vegetables. Leave sweet things alone. Remember to maintain regularity in all things, meal times, bedtime, and arising time. Have a set time for eliminations, probably best upon arising or within one hour after a good breakfast. Gardening for one to three hours daily or walking to tolerance will also help you a great deal. Correct poor posture through appropriate arm and shoulder and low back exercises. Concentrate more on breathing deeply. Also, drink two cups of slightly hot water at the set time. Drink sufficient water daily to keep urine quite pale. Reduce body weight at least down to average and for persons with chronic medical conditions, 5 to 10% below average is probably ideal. Also, try eating 4 to 6 olives with each meal to relieve constipation. If needed, use a mild laxative herb tea. Use one ear syringe of cold water as a small enema to initiate urge. Some foods are more prone to form gas than others. These include dry beans, corn, apples, raisins, bananas, prune juice, apple juice, milk, onions, celery, carrots, apricots, pretzels, bagels, wheat jam, brussels, pastries, potatoes, eggplant, citrus fruits, and bread. The reason may be that some of the food escape digestion and absorption, often because of inadequate cooking or too rapid eating and drinking. The food residues are then made into gas when they reach the colon. Saliva needs to be well mixed with all food and drink. Solid food needs to be chewed to a cream before it's swallowed. Enzyme production by the intestinal tract can be boosted by the eating of fresh raw fruits and vegetables, seeds, as well as nuts. Chew them well. The major gases of the intestinal tract, oxygen, hydrogen, carbon dioxide, and methane, are odorless. These components of intestinal gas which have a bad odor, much less than 1%, include ammonia, hydrogen sulfide, volatile amino acids, short-chain fatty acids, and highly disagreeable amines such as indole and scatol. Fats and proteins have the unpleasant smelling residues, whereas carbohydrates tend to have the odorless components of intestinal gas. 
Acids are often produced when intestinal gas is formed, causing irritation and discomfort in the colon. Following are some additional causes of gas in the colon. First, overtaxing the digestive system by eating too fast or too slowly. A desirable meal length might be 30 to 45 minutes. Also, inadequate chewing. Chunks escape which cannot be completely digested. Chewing with the mouth open encourages swallowing of air. Eating too much is also a cause of gas in the colon. The digestive tract is unable to handle the excess food. Meals too close together are off schedule. Drinking with meals is also another problem. Too much liquid foods, milks, soups and juices also contribute to the causing of gas in the colon. Tension noise or distraction at mealtime may also lead to gas in the colon. In proper cooking, thus grains and some legumes require several hours. Soaking beans followed by repeated freezing and thawing before cooking may make beans more digestible. Wrong combinations. Fruits and vegetables, milk, eggs and sugar may lead to gas in the colon. Also, inadequate water between meals can also lead to gas in the colon. Remember that eating foods that disagree with one another, such as milk sensitivity, is a frequent cause of gas. An intolerance to lactose, the chief carbohydrate of dairy products, is the most common food sensitivity in America. Lastly, reclining after meals can lead to gas in the colon. Dear listener, we do thank you for tuning in, and until next time, God bless you. For those who are just joining us, this is the New Life Program with me, Eric Kevuti, your host, coming to you live from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us at awr at Let us listen now to a song, Neno Labuana Yesu, by Golden Gate Choir. Do not change the channel. Oh, 
for choosing our station. We are because you are. Please join me as I welcome Pastor Obed Shoiri for the Bible segment. His message is When Jesus Stands. Be blessed. Dear listener, I want to welcome you in a very, very special way to our program today. I also want to thank you so much for making time to join us, and uh, and I hope that you stay tuned to the very end. I'm your presenter, Pastor Obed Soire. I want to talk to you today about when Jesus stands. When Jesus stands. Let us pray. Father, we thank you because there are moments in our lives that we need someone to stand with us and for us. And we thank you because Jesus Christ has always been there. Even through the times when we felt that uh, we were standing alone. We thank you because through those times, he's made sure that we are always with him. And so we pray that today you help us understand that we are never alone, even when it seems as though we are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 13, I'll just uh, pick a few verses here. 
Uh, but before I read the verses, I just want to give you a bit of a background. Uh, chapter 13 of Revelation uh, is a chapter that is focusing on the sufferings and the persecutions that the people of God would face, both in time past and in the future, just before when Jesus would come. Uh, chapter 13 focuses on two beasts. The first beast is a beast that is coming out of the sea, and the second beast is a beast that is coming out of the earth. And um, I won't go much into the details of the prophetic interpretation of uh, uh, Revelation chapter 13, but uh, the essential uh, homiletical lesson we get out of chapter 13 is, uh, let me read chapter uh, verse 7. He says, the first beast was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. Uh, in other words, uh, he was given power to make war against the saints and to conquer them. That is what the verse says. Uh, verse 15 uh, goes on to say, now this is concerning the second beast. The Bible says that he was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that it could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. The picture that is painted in this chapter is so bleak. In fact, it is so depressing. And I can imagine John the Revelator sitting on the island of Patmos and he's watching this vision being displayed right before his eyes. And he's going through this chapter and he says, it's as though God's people are left alone. There is no intervention of God in chapter 13. These people are left to fend for themselves, as though it may seem. And it's as though God is not doing anything to help his own people. And so, uh, John must have felt so depressed and so disappointed at God that God is leaving his people to suffer persecution. And we know that this has happened. In fact, in history, we know through the Dark Ages that God's people were persecuted uh, in Europe, particularly, uh, we know of uh, Waldenses that were persecuted by the state organs of the day, the governments of the day. And they had to run for their lives to the mountains in order for them to practice their own faith. And uh, there are times in our lives, even in our current situation, that we find that uh, it appears as though God has left his people to suffer without stepping in. Have you ever felt like that in your life? Have you ever felt like you're going through life and it's as though this God that you serve and you believe in is leaving you to fight it all by yourself? I've been there. I've experienced lonely moments in my life. Time won't allow me to go into details, but you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you're going through that right now in your life, my friend. And maybe you've gotten to a point where you feel life is pointless, that you even, in fact, have entertained thoughts of suicide. And you seem to feel like life is so depressing. But I want to tell you something. John was almost there. But just before he got depressed, God had good news. Uh, one thing you need to understand in reading the Bible is that the original uh, written Bible did not have uh, chapters and verses. It was just one whole script. And so when you get to the end of chapter 13 and the beginning of chapter 14, it is actually a progression of the same thought. Uh, 
chapter 14, verse 1, it says, Then I looked, and there before me was a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him one forty-four thousand, who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. Now these are the saints, and the place, this Mount Zion place, is on earth. And so what God wanted uh, John to experience and to understand is that as much as chapter 13 seems as though God is leaving his own people to suffer to themselves, it is not actually the whole truth because Jesus is standing on Mount Zion with his saints and he's actually there to help them through this whole experience. If you read the Bible in Acts chapter 7 verse 54 and 55, it is a story where Stephen was being um, stoned to death. And Stephen, in those very moments, uh, saw a vision. And he said, I now see Jesus standing at the right hand of his father. Now, in most cases, you find Jesus seated at the right hand. But in this particular situation, he was standing at the right hand of his father. Think about that for a moment with me. Those two situations, when in Revelation you find the people of God are being persecuted and Stephen himself is being persecuted, Jesus is standing. My friend, I want to tell you one thing. It is good to know this, that whenever you're going through persecution, whenever you're, going, you're suffering and you're going through a lot of heartache in your life, Jesus is standing with you. And I hope you can say amen to that. So whatever you're going through right now, you can be assured that Jesus' presence is with you right now and is standing for you and with you through this situation. That is comforting. Even if he does not solve your problem, it is just good to know that he's standing with you. Would you want to have him come into your situation and stand for you? Pray with me. Father, we thank you that Jesus is able to stand for us even when it seems as though we are standing alone. We pray that he may teach us what it means to stand for him too, that he may experience the joy that it means to be able to have someone stand for him. And so I pray that Jesus would be our guide in this. In Jesus' name, amen. for staying tuned throughout the show. I hope you're blessed just like I was. We value your feedback. Send your views, comments, or questions about the show to the Producer Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Email us at awrnairobi at Until next time, I've been your host, Eric Kevuti. God bless you abundantly. Tu 
Nino la voix 